It's already been one of the more impressive winning streaks in conference play and recent history for Indiana. Can they make it six games tonight? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to this Tuesday episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. I want to thank FanDuel, our new sponsors here at Locked On and the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Indiana is on a five-game Big Ten winning streak heading into tonight's contest. Can make it six games. Looked up uh, into past seasons because a five-game winning streak in the Big Ten is impressive in its own right, but considering how much Indiana has struggled in recent years, I wanted to know the last time Indiana would have done that. I'll pose the question to you, let you think about it for a second. When is the last time Indiana won at least five games in a row in Big Ten? All of them are Big Ten games. Give you just a second. If you thought the 2015-16 season like I did, you are correct. It has been uh, seven years. Wow, long time. Seven years since Indiana has had a win streak in Big Ten play that long. They had a five-game win streak to close the season. Nebraska, Purdue, uh, Illinois, the win at Iowa to seal the Big Ten title, the win at home uh, against Maryland and Yogi's senior day. That was to end the season, so IU matched that. The last time there was one longer than uh, five games was earlier that same season. IU won the first seven Big Ten games of the season that year. So, exciting. Uh, to see Indiana playing this well, and they can make it, like I said, they can make it six tonight when they travel to Maryland. It's going to be a tough one, both in terms of the competition and staying up because it is another 9 p.m. start. IU at Maryland, 9 p.m. in the Xfinity Center on ESPN2. A series obviously earmarked by the national title game in 2002. But the Hoosiers have won the last three games against Maryland. This has been a very back-and-forth rivalry before I used three-game win streak. Maryland had a three-game win streak. And then it was just the two teams trading wins. IU has a narrow edge, 9-8 to eight all-time. Last year's games were important ones. Specifically, the one in Maryland felt like a little bit like a turning point. It was one of the more impressive wins Indiana had, 68-55. to I think that scoreline even flatters Maryland just a little bit. IU really controlled that game. Maryland made it look close late, but the Hoosiers, led by Race and Trace, uh, dominated that one. And that was back-to-back wins against Penn State and Maryland. They had won four or five. Uh, The only loss in that was that Michigan game on that Sunday afternoon that was really frustrating. And it felt like Indiana had turned a corner. They were 16-5, 7-4, and then they lost five straight games. So hopefully this isn't some sort of curse 
to win in the Xfinity Center or playing Maryland leads to some type of curse because uh, that was a frustrating time frame last season. Now, Indiana broke out of that five-game losing streak by beating Maryland by double digits at home. So maybe the playing Maryland part isn't the hard part. It's everything that comes after it, potentially. Uh, IU in that home game, Xavier had 24. Uh, He was almost perfect from the field on that one. He missed one free throw, I think, very late on. It might have been his last free throw. Otherwise, he would have been perfect from the field, three-point line, free throw line. And that was in kind of do-or-die territory for Indiana where felt like they needed to win out to have a chance at the tournament. That was the beginning of that. There is no needing to win out to to be in the tournament this year, at least not right now. But uh, this, is, I mean, getting the wins where you can in Big Ten play is still very important. It's going to be a tough one, though. Ken Palm has the Hoosiers as an underdog going into this game. Uh, Maryland is ranked 32nd in Ken Palm and IU, or excuse me, the Terrapins are favored by two points. 72 to 70 is the predicted score. 45% win probability. So kind of a toss up favoring Maryland a bit, but still a, a very even game. The Hoosiers have done well in these games of late in which they kind of go in as toss ups or even underdogs. I know the Illinois game, they were underdog. I'm pretty sure even the Michigan State game at home, they were an underdog. So the they've done well in these. They're riding high. Some of these projections might not take into account just how good Indiana's been in the last two, three weeks, two and a half, three weeks. But the fact is the Hoosiers are playing their best basketball this season. So this is the time you want to rack up those wins and, and – create some cushion and add to that resume. This would be an A tier win, which we've discussed previously. Ken Palm has kind of A tier similar to net one or net two. Uh, Ken Palm has A A tier, B tier. I don't know. I don't think they have the exact same qualifications, but for example, IU has two A tier victories this year at Xavier at Illinois. Maryland would be a third one. They have a couple B tiers, North Carolina at home, Michigan State at home, Ohio State at home, all were B tier. So it's not quite the same as quad one, quad two wins, but that gives you a sense this is a a, a good resume win to win at Maryland. And it might not be one that ends up at the top of the list, but it, it really kind of beefs up and strengthens that resume. So it's a big game for the Hoosiers in this one. FanDuel has the Hoosiers as two-and-a-half-point favorites as well, plus 125 money line for the Hoosiers, over-under of 139.5. So I like those plus 125 odds, enough that I might be taking them uh, tonight. But I, I like this matchup for Indiana. We'll get into the matchup specifically here in just a minute. But with how Indiana is playing, it's hard not to feel good about them going into any given game. And they're playing really, really well right now. And there aren't many teams I wouldn't take them up against with how they're playing on both ends of the court, the momentum that they have, the confidence they have. 
those types of things aren't as easily measured. And so uh, Indiana is heading in with kind of all those intangibles on their side. We'll look at the actual matchup, the things you can measure, that all those numbers and data and everything like that here in a minute. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen. Heads up, Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Cam Jones will be down there. He'll be the only IU representative, but he'll be down there. You guys can get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college. Find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. I know a number of guys, both college and NFL channels, are down there at the Senior Bowl. So all the draft stuff you guys want to know, head on over. This is a basketball school, though. Let's talk about this IU-Maryland game. The Terrapins are, again, another interesting team that came into Big Ten play looking decent, but have struggled in a number of areas in Big Ten play. If you look over the season as a whole, they are 314th in three-point percentage. That's the number that's going to stick out to you. They also have a lot of dead ball turnovers, 244th in non-steal turnover percentage. So just dead ball turnovers that uh, just giving the ball away, just kind of silly things, simple things, throwing it out of bounds, stuff like that. If you look at just conference play, this hasn't been a great Maryland team. They're 5-5. Five and five and just have really struggled this season so far. If you look at their conference strength of schedule, Indiana's played one of the easier schedules at 11th. Maryland is at 8th. So they haven't played quite as easy of a schedule, but it certainly hasn't been a hard one. They they played Purdue once, but obviously Indiana is up there as one of the best teams in the Big Ten, and they have not, IU and, Purdue, uh, IU and Maryland have not played yet. Conference games, uh, I mean, offensively, they've been bad. They're ninth in overall efficiency. They are 13th in effective field goal percentage. They do well at uh, offensive rebounds and free throws. They get second chance points. If they get to the line, they're second in the Big Ten in free throws. They're third in offensive rebound percentage. Rebounding on the uh, defensive end is going to be important in this one. Boxing out, it's a good game to have Trace and Race, knock on wood, maybe Jordan Geronimo. Uh, I mean, there's been no indication as reporting this whether he'll be back or not. So Malik Renew, he stepped up in that one against Ohio State. Caleb Banks, he rebounded well in that one. Just getting guys on the glass. This team is 11th in three-point percentage in the Big Ten, or in Big Ten play, 31.6%. 12th in block percentage, so they're getting blocked a lot. Dead last in those dead ball turnovers. Just not a particularly efficient offense this season. Defensively, right there, they're 9th in overall efficiency. They're 11th in uh, effective field goal percentage, so they're not keeping guys from scoring. They give up. Uh, they're 12th in two-point percentage, so they, they give up a lot of makes inside the arc. They're eighth and three-point percentage. Where they excel is they create a lot of dead ball turnovers. They are first in non-steal turnovers. They're third in overall turnover percentage. They're fourth in steals. So primarily they're creating dead ball turnovers, but they are still getting live ball turnovers as well. 
that's the only area they really succeed at. Outside of that, they struggle across the board. Defending the two, defending the three, uh, giving up offensive rebounds, putting teams on the line. They're 11th. Just not been a particularly great team. I mean, if you look at their record, it's just kind of back and forth. Uh, They beat Illinois at home, lost to Wisconsin, lost to Michigan, lost to Rutgers, beat Ohio State, which I don't even know what to make of that anymore with how Ohio State's playing, but then lose to Iowa. They beat Michigan. They lose to Purdue by three. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Nebraska, two of the worst teams in the Big Ten this season. So this is the final game of a a random kind of three-game homestand they're going to have, but they have one back-to-back games coming into this. It's a team that is led by guard uh, Jameer Young, 6'2 guard, senior, averaging 16 points, 5 rebounds, 3.3 assists. Dante Scott is a 6'7 forward, averaging uh, 11.9 points, 6.3 rebounds. Um, they have a couple other double-digit scorers. Hakeem Hart at 11.6. Julian Reese at, uh, he's a sophomore at 10.4 points per game. But again, just looking at their raw numbers, they, they're not a team that shoots the ball well. They are a team that gives up a lot of three-point attempts. They are a team that doesn't rebound particularly well. Uh, this is a very average team. It's the turnovers where they are able to create some things. And if IU can contain the turnovers, that's going to be a big uh, start or a big talking point. Part of the game plan, certainly in this one, is to not have turnovers, which IU's been kind of hot and cold with. They've had games where it's been really bad. They've had games where it's been really good. So... We'll see if it's something they can have under control in this one because that really seems like the avenue in uh, letting Maryland kind of hang around in this game is letting them get those easy points because if you play defense and force them to shoot the ball, they're not good at it. Uh, They haven't been this season at least. Force them to shoot the ball. Don't give them free uh, looks at the rim, whether through live ball turnovers Don't give up offensive rebounds. If you're able to do that, which Indiana's done really well during this winning streak, I feel pretty optimistic about how this game's going to play out. You can look at how Indiana has done uh, in recent games in terms of turnovers during this uh, five-game win streak. IU is averaging 9.8 turnovers per game. Uh, They had 14 against Illinois but haven't had they've only one other time had more than 10. So that's a respectable number. If they can keep it under 10, I'll feel good about this and they will I would think knock on wood win this game. If they can keep it under 10, not give away those free points. They've done well defensively obviously during this win streak. Teams are shooting 38.4% from the field. from the three-point line during this five-game win streak. Those aren't bad teams they've played either. They're not the elites of the elites, but, I mean, it's Illinois, Michigan State, Ohio State, all have been good teams this year. Indiana is just absolutely shutting them down. 
They've also benefited from the fact opponents are shooting 55.8% from the free throw line in that span. Uh, there's been some ugly performances. Illinois was 9 of 23. That's really kind of buoyed that. But Wisconsin was 4 of 11. Michigan State missed 9 free throws. Minnesota missed 6 free throws. Ohio State missed 6 free throws. So that's been an area the Hoosiers have also benefited from. It's totally out of their control. Uh, and the Terrapins are the second best free throw shooting team in the conference. So I don't imagine they're going to get that benefit on Tuesday. Still, I'm optimistic about this game. I like the Hoosiers, especially like that money line for Indiana. See if they can increase this win streak to six and head into that Purdue game with a chance at knocking off the number one seed, number one team even. Let's talk about those rankings and where the Hoosiers, they moved up into them for the first time in a couple weeks. Let's take a look at where they fell and where the women moved up to, maybe jumped a little bit higher than we suspected. We'll do all that here in just a minute. Men's basketball team had been a while since they had been in the rankings. They fell out of them after this uh, losing spell. And so pleasant to see them jump back into the rankings on Monday, as we suspected they would. We talked about it on Monday's show that they would probably jump up no higher than about 20, somewhere right around in that range. And they came in at number 21 in the AP poll, number 22 in the coaches poll. It is wild just how bad the bottom of these polls are uh, each and every year, each and every week, excuse me, this year, because there's so much movement when it comes to teams falling out of the rankings, moving up the rankings. Uh, Baylor moved up six spots. Providence moved up six. IU five, St. Mary's four, San Diego State four. Auburn dropped 10, TCU dropped 4, UConn dropped 5, teams falling out of the rankings. So, ton of movement. The Hoosiers benefit from it. Though I mean, they were one of the teams that plummeted out of the rankings earlier this season. It's going to set up a game, and I don't want to look too far ahead, but IU and Purdue are going to be both ranked playing one another for the first or for the fourth time since 2000. It was 2000, 2008, 2016. 2023 though that's going to be your fourth time these two teams will be ranked but we're we're not going to talk about that purdue game that's another thing we, uh, we probably should mention don't overlook maryland looking at the purdue game i don't think there's so much time between tuesday and saturday's game that i don't think they'll be overlooking anything but i'm sure that's something mike woodson and his staff has focused on Focus on the Maryland game, and then you get to the Purdue game. Purdue is number one unanimously, all of the first place votes in the AP and coaches poll. So they're going to come into Bloomington as the best team in the country, and Indiana's going to get their best shot at them. Boy, I'm excited about that one. That one's down the road, though. That one is on Saturday. We're not going to worry about that game. We're going to worry about the Maryland game first as it takes place tonight. The women's side. I saw some frustration, which I was surprised by. IU jumped up to number four. They jumped over Ohio State, who fell all the way down to 10th from second. They lost three times last week. They lost the Iowa game we mentioned. They lost the IU game. 
And then they went into Purdue, an unranked Purdue, and lost. So they fell. We knew IU would jump them. IU also jumped UConn, who didn't lose last week. So I was pleasantly surprised, I guess you could say, that they moved up inside the top five to the top four. What I was also surprised by is the discussion around these polls. The second, third, fourth, and fifth right now are all very, very good teams. And we mentioned that yesterday. Stanford, one of their two losses is to South Carolina, who is miles and miles away the best team in the country. LSU has not lost. UConn has not lost in a long time, albeit in the Big East. They have battled through a ton of injuries and their two losses were to number seven Notre Dame and number 20 Maryland. So those losses also came a long time ago, obviously before big 10 or uh, big East play even started. So the fact that they jumped over UConn was a little surprising. Not that it wasn't deserved because UConn has only played one ranked team, two ranked teams since, November, it looks like. So, are you jumping them? You could make a pretty easy argument for, and I think we even said that December eleventh is the last time UConn lost. I think we even said I even said that yesterday that I could make an argument for jumping UConn. It would have been a surprise if they jumped over a unbeaten LSU team. But the fact is, second, third, fourth, and fifth in voting is razor thin. They give out points based on where you are in all of the polls. There's 28 polls AP uh, for the Associated Press. South Carolina got every first place vote. Stanford came in with 635 points. LSU came in at 628. IU had 627. UConn had 623. There are 12 points separating second to fifth. For reference, the difference between UConn and fifth and Iowa in sixth is 101 points. And the difference between, uh, I mean, you can look at any uh, 10th Ohio State and 11th UNC is 44 points. They're big gaps in, in this voting. And that should show you just how tight knit second through fifth is. It's not any kind of disrespect that IU is in fourth right now. It's really awesome that IU is the number four team in the country. Keep winning your games and you'll keep moving up. Also, LSU has to play South Carolina soon, and one of those teams has to lose. South Carolina is going to be a favorite in that, but theoretically, you could jump whoever loses that game. February 12th will be when that game is played. IU has to play Iowa still twice. Iowa is number six in the country. There's a lot that's going to shake out still. Maryland's up to number eight. IU already has a win over them. There's a lot that's going to shake out still. It's a long way away. Don't argue about the women's rankings. Like, just these are four really good teams, and IU is the number four team in the country. They are getting the respect they deserve. This is a really good team that is among the very best teams not named South Carolina this year. That is, being the best of the mortal teams is an accomplishment. Like, it is awesome. Celebrate that. Don't change the narrative to being upset that they're being disrespected. I don't think they're being disrespected at all. They jumped a Yukon team that, I mean, it's Yukon. They're a blue blood and a Yukon team that didn't even lose. So 
hats off to these women. They will also play this week before playing Purdue on the weekend. On that note, we will be back tomorrow or tonight, excuse me, for those listening for a live show after the men's game ends to recap that game. It's going to be late. It's a 9 p.m. tip off. We will be live right after the, sh- the game ends to talk about the Maryland game and then to preview IU women heading up to Minnesota on Wednesday as well. So plenty to talk about in tomorrow's episode. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. Be sure to check out the brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube so that you can join the live show tonight after the game goes final. Leave that rating and review real quick if you can while you are over there. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Tuesday. Let's go Hoosiers tonight. And as always, LEO.